So in this week's FranX, we're joined by Brent Dowling, president of Raintree and a member of FranX. And we're going to discuss what franchisees need to know about capitalization. How much money do you need? How much you need to invest in a franchise? Hey, Brent. Um, this topic, I mean, it comes up so often and I, I think the industry, at least, you know, when we go to franchise conferences or we go to franchise trade shows, every franchise opportunity is just sort of mixed up. You know, you have a million dollar investment and you may have a $30,000 investment. And the big question is from the franchise buyer perspective, what should franchisees be evaluating? I'm ready to buy a franchise. What do I need to know about estimated startup expense and how do I approach the capitalization and purchasing of the franchise? Yeah, Charles, mate, it's got to be the most important part of that process, at least the initial part, right? You have to understand before you start to think about what type of franchise, what segment, what industry, what brand, um, you have to understand a couple of things. What can I afford is got to be the most important thing. And from there, there's some buckets, right? What's my risk tolerance? Um, and, and, and how does this investment align with my overall financial goals? Um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's so important. And, and you know, we, we like to kind of preface the conversation and as the, on the fran with the franchise all hat on, right? It's, it's, it's important that candidates that, that make it through to, to meet with us understand, look, the number one reason that businesses fail is because they run out of cash. Um, so we want to make sure that our candidates have done their homework, that they, that they really understand what's it going to take to get the business cash flow positive and ultimately, um, profitable. And, and that's a, that's a big part of the process that, that, um, you need to, 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 to really dive into, but where you want to start, right? I think understanding what you can afford is, is, is the first step. Right. So afford what you could afford risk tolerance reserve capital. So let, let's dive into the afford part because I'll see this on both the franchisor and the franchisee side, which is so many startup franchisors are like, what are the qualifications we're looking for? What's the capitalization a franchisee should have reserve capital? How much do we anticipate or rely on on borrowing? And again, this is a franchise buyer right? This is for franchise buyers. So how should they evaluate? I have X dollars. Should I be planning on borrowing a certain other amount? How would you go about the process in, in, in terms of numbers? Yeah, I think in the Laura averages, right? So say that you're looking at, at the investment. What we see is um, most people in this day and age um, are choosing to uh, seek funding for the business to some extent of the investment level, right? Uh, certainly, there are people self-funding the entire franchise um, investment across the brands that we represent, but most people are, are looking for funding this day, this day and age. And what we find is you're most likely going to be putting down about 30% in terms of liquid into that, 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 that initial investment. That's what the lender's going to want to see, and that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Um, so understanding you know, that deployment of 30% of the investment from your liquid capital, um, what does that mean to you? What's your risk tolerance there? Is that 90% or 
100% of your liquid available? If that's the case, we would ask questions and be concerned. Is it 50% of the liquid uh, liquidity that you're showing? Um, that's more of a, a safer play in terms of the investment level. But I think at a start, having, having candidates understand a few things before we even get there, right? Understanding one, um, there are some absolutely fantastic franchise-specific lending organizations out there that we work with. Uh, and Charles, you know them too. You, we work um, a, a lot with Benetrends, with FranFund, with, with Guidant. These are great companies that really help first-time and, and experienced franchisors fund that investment level. And that 30% is, is typically what we're seeing across when you're averaging out you know, retail uh, versus service brands too. Um, so that's, that's a big part to understand is if you're looking to, one, that we can help with funding. Uh, we have relationships there. Um, you need to understand that there's going to be some liquidity down and, and how much of your, your, your own liquidity and net worth that sucks up determines kind of what your risk level is. Yeah. And what I, what I think is really helpful is quantifying, right? That sort of that demarcation line at 30% initial investment. So for franchise buyers out there, right? You have your, in the FDD, you have the franchisor's estimate of startup expenses, item seven. And I guess Brent's advice is at a baseline level, you should be investing at least 30% of that startup cost from liquid available capital. Yeah. I mean, the advice is if you're, if you're trying to now research a, a half million dollar investment level and you have a liquidity, liquidity of $50,000, it's probably not going to work. You're probably not going to get funding in, in this environment. So understanding um, where you sit can help you understand where you should be putting your attention and your research into brands that are viable and then we have a good chance of getting funding. Right. And for franchisors, this is great insight too, because so many startup or emerging brands, they're really uncertain on what they're looking for in initial capitalization. So Brent, so 30% liquid capital franchisee invests, and we're assuming we're going to finance. What are some of the factors that you see come into play in terms of making um, financing realistic and more likely to work out for the franchisee candidate. And of course you mentioned like great companies like Benetrends and Fran Fund and stuff like that, but what quantitative or qualitative factors come into play? They put in 30%, how much of this rests on who's the franchisor and how much of it rests on um, the financing of the franchisee and their uh, overall health? Yeah, I think good franchise brands um, really know how to coach a candidate through this process. They act um, as a balance, as a secondary guide into working with the, the lending company or, or the franchise-specific lending company that we may recommend. Um, and, and of course, you know, when we talk 30%, we're probably referring mainly to an SBA loan, which is one of the more popular options. There are a lot of other options that companies like that are going to talk you through. Um, we have 401k options. We have um, HELOCs. We have ROBS. There's a number of ways that we, we see our candidates get funded. And, and it's different for every, every type of candidate and what they're looking to do. So um, really making sure that you're not just asking a lot of questions to the lending institution, to the representative you're working there, but relaying that and bouncing that back with your development representative, with your franchise coach, if you're working, working one. You cannot ask enough questions. Again, this is the most important part, understanding all your options out there and understanding how that may affect the investment or, or, or the operation of your brand is, is, is vital. 
Yeah, and, and you mentioned a bunch of options, which the good news is if you have good credit and, and you're approaching the right opportunity, there are options out there, whether you're 401k or other financing. So, so we have affordability or capitalization. So now we have some baseline levels, right? We want at least 30% investment in, in the... How should franchise buyers evaluate the cost, right? So the benchmark in the franchise industry for everyone out there is item seven of the FDD. Franchisor gives their estimated startup expense. And keep, that, keep in mind one big line item in that item seven is something Brent brought up earlier, which is reserve capital, right? And many times item seven, so when you're looking at an item seven, Legally, franchisors are only required to put in three months of working capital. So keep in mind when you're looking at this estimated startup expense. But from a franchise buyer perspective, how would you recommend they look at item seven and evaluate the real cost of a franchise investment? Yeah, great question. I love that you went to working capital. It's um, it's probably one of the, the the most underestimated line items in an item seven by both franchisors and, and franchise investors. But I think you got to start at the start here, right? You have to understand, at least in my experience, what a find when you ask a candidate looking to franchise with us at one of the Raintree brands or, or the brand that I, I I'm involved with. Um, if you ask them what you know, what do you think your investment level is? It's so funny that, that, that the great majority of folks recently tend to weigh towards that, well, I think I'm going to be closer to the, the low-end investment range. It's, I think there's some sort of human nature there where we think that you know, we've got some sort of extra skills or um, opportunity to, to defy the odds and, and get open cheaper. And, and um, it's not often the case. Um, so you have to really ask a lot of questions to your direct director, to your development representative. What does the low-end constitute? How many times, how many examples do can, can we kind of paint a clear picture for me of, of where the average franchisee is landing in that investment range? And, um, and, and certainly asking those questions specifically through your FDD review phase, but not forgetting it there. It's really important as you validate, as you speak with existing franchise owners about their experience, asking them those questions directly too. Hey, franchisee, what was your investment level? What were the market conditions that, that you think that you had in your local market that made it go, that made it up or down there? Um, how did you fund it? Who did you fund it with? And to your point, you know, the big one that we want to focus on a little more um, and, uh, is, is working capital. Um, what working capital was deployed? Um, what did you spend in the first, you know, 30, 60, 90, 180 days? Um, and when, was, when, when did you hit that cash flow positive mark? When did you hit profitability? Uh, and again, I think that working your way through there and then spending a good amount of time on working capital is a, is a safer way to go about figuring out what's this franchise really going to cost me. Yeah, I, I mean, those are great focal points, but I also love that you're focused on the validation part, which isn't surprising, right? So for the new franchise buyers out there, in every FDD, is a list of existing franchisees, their contact info. And what Brent is referring to in terms of validation um, is reaching out to these franchisees. And most of the time, they're very open to sharing their experiences. And, you know, the, the, the points Brent's touching on are some that I, 
I think are overlooked, which is when you do speak to other franchisees and validate, one of the most important questions is, would you do it again, right? Assuming they say yes, the other questions of, you know, what did you experience in cost? And I love your points of how did you fund it? Who funded it, right? That funding is so critical. And then the point, Brent, about being cash flow positive, right? So everyone will talk about gross sales and all these other things, but none of it matters in terms of when do you become cash flow positive? And then that correlates with your bigger point, which is how much reserve capital do you need to safely open up the business and not jeopardize too much capital, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's such a sticking point and you have to be careful, even in validation, right? Like we talked about market conditions and, and I think it's important as you validate, as you look at that item seven to understand what the overall market is doing. Um, even now, right? So I'll, I'll speak from the franchisor perspective, the investment level that we offer in our FDD Honestly, it's a little higher than average for the average person right now, meaning most people are tipping a little bit north of the average. And that's because that investment level, that item seven representation is a year trailing. That's what it was one year ago. And as we've all seen in, in um, how the world's turned out in the last couple of years, certainly in things like construction, labor, uh, they can change pretty dramatically and pretty quickly. Um, so understanding that just because that investment, that item seven, um, is what it is 12 months ago, it doesn't mean that's what it's going to be for you now. And if you're investing in a retail franchise or any type of franchise where there's build-out, there may be a two-year trail from when those numbers were reported to when you're actually writing checks and, and, and getting um, a, lot, a lot of that investment deployed. So asking questions and really thinking through the market conditions is an important part of this too. Which is a good point. I... I think people overlook that, Brent, that item seven is trailing data. And, and your point with inflation, these numbers have changed, um, which really gets to the bigger issue, which I, I think I overlook, which is, I think you said that so all of us or many of us believe we have a special skill to think we're going to come in on the low end. So if you're buying a franchise, do not have that mindset. Look at the high end and validate speak to other franchisee candidates, and then just connecting the dots, right? We talked about what you can afford, risk tolerance and reserve capital, but honing in on that again, which you've mentioned important things, which is how long does it take for you to get to cash flow positive? And what, what's, what I think is interesting there is you really need a buffer in your reserve capital. Brent, I even have good friends that they bought say a very popular brand, retail-based brand. He's done very well, great investment. He bought multiple locations. The first location he opened up, he thought was going to be the home run location. He thought it was going to be the best. And it turned out it took two years to get to cash flow profitability. The location that he purchased and opened in another state just because his daughter lived there was cash flow positive on day one. And I think about that so often because if I'm a franchise buyer and I didn't build in enough reserve capital for the long term, or if I didn't even think in terms of multi-unit opportunity, and that first location is my only experience, I'm going to view that as a loser. And if I don't have the capital to sustain myself, I'm going to get wiped out before I could win. 
right? And I think about that so often, which gets to the point, you really need that staying power with the capital. You absolutely do, yeah. And it's just like on the franchisor side, like we look for franchisors that are well capitalized, that understand they too are going to have, as we ramp them at Raintree and take them from just a few locations to something much bigger than that, um, there's a ramping period and they're going to pay some costs. There's real investment to make in that growth. And, um, and so we like to see brands that are prepared for that, have thought through that, have either are, are capitalized up front or at least kind of have a line of credit or a strategy. And I think the same should be said to, to franchisees as well, understanding look, this is the, the working capital I'm told, but what if and what's my plan? Because if you don't ask those questions, then you may on, you know, if you're not hitting those numbers you need to hit by day 90, you may have a very tough decision to make and, and have to figure it out on the fly, which you do not want to do. So again, that working capital is so important. So this is a part, this video is a part of our ultimate guide to buying a franchise. Be on the lookout for the other parts. And if you're not a part of the community, um, make sure you join and, and join the conversation. Thanks, Brent. Cheers, Charles.